episode of From the Backseat Football Podcast. Spurs stumble as Porro has a shocker. Liverpool cruise past Everton for their first win of 2023. Arsenal stumble again while City wrap up a win within 45 minutes. Elsewhere, Nathan Jones leaves Southampton to become a very obscure pub quiz answer. All that and more on today's episode of From the Backseat. Listen, I'll be honest with you, that was my third time doing that. I'm a bit tired today, that was really difficult. Nathan Jones was tripping me up, but he's gone, so I don't have to worry about that again. Third time's a charm. Exactly, and it was probably the best one of the lot. Um, so as usual, is um, your co-host, so me, Jack, and my wonderful co-host, Hugh. Wonderful Hugh, brought it back. Yeah, throwback. I like that. Throwback. Uno reversed me. I don't mind Wonderful Hugh. It's a cool name. Yeah. I think it sounds cool. Mr. Wonderful. So, it's pretty late right now. We're post the <laughs> like game. That. I didn't like Mr. Wonderful. I <laughs> didn't like that at all. Mr. Wonderful is a weird guy. You don't want to be associated with him. Uh, that suddenly sounds quite noncy. So, let's yeah. just move to a straight game. <laughs> all right. Game. First game. So, we're doing all the Premier League games. Um, and we start with Leicester for a nice change. Leicester 4, Tottenham 1. What an incredible result. Leicester coming back from one goal down and then it, and then winning 4-1. Very unexpected, I would say, considering I don't expect a lot from Leicester these days, but they were actually savage. They were actually brutal. Their new signings look really good. Like, they contributed. Harry Suto got an assist after an own goal last week. Very, very Tyrod Mingsy behaviour, I have to say. And James Madison, mm. mate. As soon as he's back, they play really, really well. So... Just that a really is the key, isn't it? A big statement. And Brendan is like turning it around for the second time within the same season. And I've written him off both times. And that is shame on me, really, I think. The thing is, the difference maker is James Madison. It's yeah. just James Madison. You know, he's, he's everything he's to so that team. Good. He was excellent, wasn't he? He was excellent mm. in this game. He's really, really good. He's just really, really good at football. There's your analysis, listener. James Madison, very good at football. <laughs> that's it. That's he, all it is, Leicester. You know what I mean? They, he got injured and they, they went bottom of the table. I now bet you're back. glad he played zero minutes at the World Cup. What a great addition he was to our World Cup a campaign. Great cheerleader on the sidelines <laughs> was James Madison. Connor Cody 2.0. Literally. If only he'd taken that free kick. Literally. Sorry. Good shout out. Not Furlan Mendy. Nampi Mendy Leicester's Mendy yeah N N Mendy N Mendy what a rocket what a great goal from him first ever goal some good goals yeah some good goals from Leicester this weekend you do feel like Tottenham just 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 like literally bent over for them Eric Dyer was just giving us the most dire performance of all time the most standard Eric Dyer performance like I think it was Iheanacho's goal where he just stood off him and then Iheanacho just rolled it in it may not have been Iheanacho I think it was I think it was Ian Acho. What are you doing? What are you doing, Eric Dyer? Do you know what I mean? And what was Spurs' defence doing while we're on while we're on the subject of it? Eric Dyer is rubbish. Like Tanganka was also rubbish, but I'll allow it because he's still relatively young. He hasn't got a whole body of work of being just absolutely diabolical by Eric Dyer. <laughs> he's rubbish. I wrote it in my notes. He's a poor man's Craig Dawson, and no one can convince me otherwise. Craig Dawson mm. is elite compared to Eric Dyer. Why isn't Craig Dawson in the World Cup squad or the Euro squad? Hmm? Anyone? Yeah. Criminal. It's criminal, isn't it? It's a conspiracy. Um, yeah, it was a really weird one. I mean, what do you think? Was it a case of Leicester just absolutely blowing them away, or did Spurs just roll over? 
I think Leicester. I think Leicester were good. I think their new signings have rejuvenated them a lot. Like that Christensen mm. guy just looks like a good pickup. Harry Suter looks, like looks decent. The uh, guy was it Tete? He looks fun as well. And then Ian Acho is just really good. Ian Acho is currently, and I did read this on Twitter, so this might not be accurate. Uh, but apparently he's in the top ten uh, all-time Prem strikers for like goal contributions. So in terms of minutes per goal or assist, he's tenth across anyone since Prem records began. Obviously, that does feel mean like, because feel he like that's bullshit. That can't I, be right. I think it's very skewed towards. Remember at City where he would only play five minutes, but he'd come on and he'd get a goal a lot, and he looked really oh, good. Oh, is this goal involvement? Goal involvement, like an average. Yeah, okay. just an average. So it's like ninety minutes okay. per goal or assist, basically. For a second, I thought you were suggesting he was in the top ten of like goals. Nah, I just mean because he got a goal and assist in this game in like. Like however long he played max 90 mm. he's he's just crept up he's actually very very efficient and like he just puts up really good numbers and maybe he's underappreciated to be honest but he should be leading that line I feel for like he is but then also he's one of those players that disappears for like seven weeks mm. and then he'll just like have a, a purple patch for three games and you're like he's so good it's because you don't notice him when he's really bad mm. Um, I guess so I don't know I think he's really good and Jamie Vardy's not looking great Patson Dacker looks sometimes good sometimes rubbish so he's a bit raw yeah I think he's yeah. got it nailed on mate and if, if he's hot he's this hot is I mean. this is Ian Acho's time he's got to step up isn't he and lead Leicester's attack because like you say Jamie Vardy finally you know it's no disrespect for him but finally looks like he's past top level so yeah, yeah. if you play fantasy football I think it's time to get Ian Acho in your team I reckon it's time get Tony out get Ian Acho in get some get some different players in there you know some mm. difference makers yeah agreed I think Ian Acho would be a good pick up probably be quite cheap as well wouldn't it defo um, you know what there was a lot of rubbish Spurs players um, I'm going to shout one out who I always thought Fraser Forster was alright but watching this game <laughs> oh my god I couldn't believe that I was thinking they're actually they're actually missing Larice Larice right now like they actually would prefer having Hugo Lloris right now for sure oh, like oh Fraser Forster was oh he was awful he's so slow yeah, he just no, like slowly flops over yeah like it's so exaggerated it. his dives they're so slow Larice would have saved maybe 50% yeah he would have conceded two less goals I've, the goal that I'm thinking of where Eric Dyer just backed off the whole time and then he's rolled Forster also should have saved it can only yeah. condemn them because that was a, an appealing goal and that's just I, mean, don't I get it you beat so Man City I'm sorry I'm looking at the wider context for Spurs here you beat Man City and then you just go get trounced by Leicester away it's just like it's just so weird it's like two completely different performances and I get that it happens but it must be just really disheartening like um Maybe it's Conte's fault. Have you noticed that he was he was, you know, recovering from a gallbladder surgery mm-hmm. um, versus City, and now he's back, and they just get hammered four one. So maybe there's a common denominator here. You, you said it's all Conte's fault. I'm not saying that. The scoreline suggests that. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he doesn't you know give I mean? a shit what anyone says anyway. He's just counting down <laughs> the days <laughs> until we can just go back uh, to Italy. You know and just what? Forget I really this do think happened. he's. Yeah, I do think he's done with Tottenham. Where maybe so they hoped that he would stay. Yeah, he's just he's just collected a paycheck, isn't he? He doesn't yeah. care. Like he's supposed to be fiery, and he looks just not arsed at all. Like a goal goes in, he's just like, hmm, that's annoying. 
I yeah. think I, th- I think it's almost like because he's like what more can I do I've got all the players I thought I needed and just something's not quite right and you know what something isn't right no. he's a serial winner he's won at every single club I mean it's, it's ridiculous that could even be happening to Spurs like, I know we joke about the Spurs curse and that but it's a real thing what's going on it's a real thing um, one more shout out to Pedro Porro making his debut and he was truly abject Tim really Sherwood didn't hold back this. yeah Tim Sherwood wasn't holding back on Sky Sports he was going in Tim, Tim Sherwood had basically two footed him for no reason <laughs> um, and yeah it's just a weird thing where of all the right backs and all the right wing backs they had Emerson Royale is currently by far the best one and should definitely play the rest of the games and that is a crazy thing to say but yeah he looked terrible he wasn't helped by anyone else around him admittedly and he I think he's good but it was not a good debut at all no no I feel like none of the defenders cover themselves in glory I think the problem was there was so much hype surrounding this guy's transfer and it was protracted for a long time through January and all we heard was amazing things right Spanish international you know sporting mm-hmm. Lisbon part of that team loads of goal involvements for sporting so far but yeah he looks really out of place but I guess it's a hard first game against a resurgent Leicester yeah I don't know man Harvey Barnes was having a great time down that side like he He was actually really was I mean my favourite moment of the whole game hands down is Davidson Sanchez running out to cover Porro and just falling over just slipping over just falling straight (laughs) on his face and it just sums it up Porro's out of position he's gone Sanchez has gone to cover for him and just fallen over he was like Mm. Harvey Barnes hasn't had to do anything here he's just running a straight line (laughs) just like just collapsing around him it is amazing yeah that was pretty glorious and of course just to cap it off Betancourt is now out for the rest of the season oh god yeah that's awful that isn't it that's really bad it was a really really bad weekend to be a Spurs fan cruel twist of fate really because he'd probably been one of their better players well he's definitely been one of their better players this season best midfielder by far one of the best in the league this season Mm. a surprising threat at both ends so Spurs fans here's some advice for you before we wrap this up Here's a sensible transfer for free. David Rea. He's refusing a new contract at Brentford. He's got a 40 mil price on his head. Just get it done. Get it done. You can have that for free. 40 mil. He's only got one year left. It's pretty mad, that, isn't it? I'm sure Daniel Levy can get him down to 39 and wait till the True. last day of the transfer window. Masterclass from Levy. <laughs> um, yeah. Bantanker. Really, really sad to see an ACL injury. So young. Mm. Um, rivalries aside I really wish him all the best because yeah he's a really good player and it's that's sad it is sad it's very sad and yeah the options in the middle just not looking great anyway speaking of options looking great Man City 3 Aston Villa 1 much more like the old mm-hmm. Man City ruthless efficient mm-hmm. game 1 in 45 minutes potentially gaining a very small psychological edge over Arsenal ahead of Wednesday all oh, the characteristics yeah, of a Manchester City performance you wouldn't say small you think it's a big no, one I f- oh, I feel do you like, feel it yeah, I feel like it's a big result considering everything like the pressures on Man City not even for title reasons right not even yeah so for them to come out and just have a very comprehensive Man City performance where three goals half time it's like pff, same, old, same old if Rodri scores that's it it's done it's done I've never seen him score and they, they don't win um <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a big, big performance. You know, he's made some big calls in January. Pep, mm-hmm. forgetting everything that's surrounding City, and 
yeah it's ominous it's ominous Haaland injury but I almost feel like they're a better team about Haaland anyway so I, I just yeah they've really cranked the pressure up these last couple of weeks especially as we've dropped points and Arsenal sorry and yeah I'm, I was impressed I thought maybe Emery could do something you know what I mean like this is also a good Aston Villa side it is so. it is however this is their first little wobble under Emery because they've been outstanding but yeah two losses in a row now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this could be the start of one of those shaky runs where before you know it, it's five five games without a win it happens really quickly you know they get like a draw yeah. well, next game and then boom just yeah. momentum lost yeah this is it this is it and you know as momentum is lost for one team momentum starts because City haven't been fantastic these last couple of games they might have ground out a few results but the warning signs were there so yeah it looks like Pep's really kind of you know this is Pep's time now February onwards he usually mm-hmm. wins Carabao at this point and goes on to just not lose apart from the Champions League of course and, <laughs> very you know, very it just good makes, point makes Wednesday very tasty for the neutrals and I think a very very key day in this title fight I think if City win I don't think anyone's going to stop them from that point on nah it does feel like this is a title deciding game and it isn't but that's how it feels there's real magnitude to it I think Pep's actually done a bit of a masterclass you know he called out all the City fans again last week atmosphere was markedly better in this game Mm. there's a Mm. togetherness you can feel it he's creating that siege mentality you know everyone's against us nine clubs nine clubs came against us they wanted us out the league he's creating it all you know he's building that momentum that siege mentality siege mentality isn't it 12 games 12 game run he's a master yeah exactly he's the master of that and I feel like City fans like to have that mentality of us against the world um, yeah he's so good it at it it suits them it's the narrative that they're able to get behind and yeah. he is the master of that so yeah he's one of the best isn't he Pep and I'm sure he's not pleased with everything that's happened at City recently despite what he says pr- publicly but mm-hmm. this is why he's one of the best man 100% the best 100% although I'm expecting him to play KDB as a false nine in this game 3-5 three, 3-5 five, three, five, yeah one, I mean hopefully he overthinks it I pr- I'm pretty sure and I could be wrong so while I'm going to speak about it I'm just going to fa- fact check it fact check it fact check it um, but Bernardo Silva was playing some sort of auxiliary left back this game or right back absolutely balmy interesting probably going to work out they, they gave it a name like some. I've never seen this name this position before I don't ask me what it was because I really don't know um, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting I don't know Bernardo Silva is just it's just a brilliant player isn't it brilliant player I love Bernardo Silva the idea that they even consider letting him go for like two seasons in a row is absolutely balmy to me but I know there you go that's their policy though they don't give a damn mate you want to go see you later that's literally their policy like, it's ruthless he's such a good player he's like Bernardo, he's like David Silva levels when he's on his pomp yeah they're, they're the same with, with game time they yeah. just they just replaced him immediately. They already had him. It's amazing. Mental, mental. So, yeah, massive game about Wednesday, and uh, you know, let's have a look. I mean, Villa can't really think that they were going to get anything from this game. In fairness, but again, you looked at City on recent form and thought, if we're going to get points against City away, this is going to be the sort of time that we do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but they can't they can't really complain because it was, it was a walk in the park for for Man City. Nah, I've got a quick, I've got a little quiz game for you quickly. Ollie Watkins, how many goals do you think he scored this season in twenty-one games? Don't look at my notes. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be small. I don't think he's been prolific. So I'm going to say like, like four, five. Oh, close. Six. Six? It's well, more than I thought. How many? So basically, in his last three games, he scored three goals. Which means in his first 18 games this season, he scored three goals. He's picking up some form. He hated Danny yeah. Ings. I'm onto it. He has definitely improved since Unai came into the fold. So mm-hmm. maybe it was to do with Danny Ings. I find that weird, but they did never gel. They never. Maybe gelled. they didn't gel and in they... anything. You know, sometimes where yeah, you're like, oops. you hang out with people and you feel yourself having to really think about what to say and like really force mm. the small talk. Maybe they just didn't gel. Maybe. No, but... I mean, it doesn't help that they're practically the same player that occupy the same spaces as well. So. Yeah, exactly. What was Gerard thinking, eh? Honestly, he he's he's literally like he's bombed his own managerial career with that Aston Villa job. He Gerard, just Gerard to lead. Waited. She just waited for another Rangers job, where you know. Actually, no, he did a good job at Rangers. I'm not even going to sit here and slate his Rangers work because he done really well there. Actually, he did. He did do well. It's he did, he did an amazing job. He's going to Leeds. I'm saying it now. I'm going early. He's going Leeds. Leeds don't know what they're doing. They're going to hire Gerald. So, before we move on to the next game, Grealish mm-hmm. penalty, I can see you've noted it here, against his former team. So, it's a little bit spicy. What do you reckon? Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing, Roy. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. I almost... It was, it was actually so I terrible. I don't know, dude. I don't know if it was. I think it's really smart from him. He it just was... drew the foul. It was like Didier Drogba levels of theatrics. I hadn't seen that in a long time. It was amazing. It was... I mean, considering how big his carbs are, I admit he went down like a sack of potatoes, but he is pretty good at winning a foul, Jack Grealish. Isn't he the most foul player in the the Premier League? I think he is. I think he is. I think he is quite a I think he must be. So I'm actually going to put that down to clever pay. Yeah, he must be. Clever play from Grealish, because... He just... He just... Like, he leaves his leg trailing there's no doubt it's a dive but it's just do you know what I mean like it's legitimate as well it's a weird one man I didn't like it I can see from your face you don't like it I would have I would have liked to see him get a yellow card and get the penalty I don't think the two have to be mutually exclusive be like it is a foul but Mm. just don't do that come on I guess it's just a contradiction if you give them both it'd be so confusing you'd be like yeah Hey, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, after he scores yeah, it, it takes like, his top yeah, off, gets sent off or something. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's a bit <laughs> acrimonious against his former right. team. But yeah, anyway, moving on to a very acrimonious game. Arsenal won, Brentford won. Now, I'm just going to go on a sh- little spiel. Take it away. I think it's a fair result. Rational minds, cooler heads will prevail. It was a fair result. Oh. They actually deserved it. And I've got some very, very, very disheartening stats that I want to bring up from that game. You may have seen this one. It's been doing the rounds on Twitter, but I'll say it for this pod. William Saliba, 10 aerial duels in the game. Now, guess how many he won? I had seen it, but I feel like it's bad. Three. Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Yeah, what? ten aerial duels. What? One against Tony or whatever. That's that's impossible. Mm-hmm. That's that and is. You impossible. know what? He lost an aerial duel against Tony for the free kick that came for their equaliser. 
So it's easy, and we're going to move on to the VAR controversy because oh that's God. what dominates the game. But let's not. Well, let's just say, if we weren't shit, right, and we've been playing shit now for two games in a row, can't deny it as Arsenal fans. I'm not going to sit here and like you know. I've seen some. Arsenal, I've seen some very spoiled Arsenal fans on Twitter, which I don't like. But we really did invite them on us at all times, and we just look really. I feel like the Manchester United wins not the stuffing out of us, you know, like. I feel like rotation's got mm. to come in now. We're creaking, man. And I feel like like for Saliba, for example, you've been imperious the whole season and now you've lost 10 aerial duels in a game. Right? It's just going to live in your head as a young player. That and is I horrendous. did worry after Everton. It just seemed like it's not a one-off, that performance. You know? I wasn't seeing the same level mm. that I was in previous weeks. And it's a continuation of that against Brentford. So it's easy to hide behind this VAR call. But let's move on to the VAR call. Fuck it. Because that's, that's what everyone wants to know about. I'll just put... I'll, I'll say what I say and then you can tell me what you think. But... Lee Mason's a cunt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, there goes the sponsorship deal. <laughs> just like that. We're doing right, so right. well. We're building up some serious momentum. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, you got to send us all right. the way back. The algorithm. Okay, look, look. look. Algorithm. Cesc Fabreg- Fabregas called him out and got, and got in trouble for it in 2011. Nothing's changed. Right? Let me just give you some context, yeah? I don't. You probably don't remember this, but I do. I think it was 2-1 against United. We were 2-1 down. Maybe even 1-1 at the time. But we were 2-1 down. I'm pretty sure we were 2-1 And we scored Martinelli equalised, yeah? And they ruled it out. Yeah. Do you, do you remember why they ruled it out? Odegaard dispossessed someone and it was deemed to be a foul, but never a foul, mate. Never. If that was, if it didn't end up as a goal, they wouldn't have given it as a foul. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was one of them. Guess who uh, there was the VAR official that day? <laughs> yes, it was Mr. Lee Mason. Now, I'm going to go a bit deeper on this one because I've been looking into it. Right? I want you to guess the percentage of all the top referees in the Premier League, current ones, how many in percentage do you think come from London and how many do you think come from Manchester area god you're really putting me on the spot here what was a percentage mm-hmm. mm hmm well London is bigger so I'd say probably London has more so maybe like Manchester's like 25% 20% mm-hmm. London's maybe like what? 40% mm. now that's exactly what that would be my line of thinking so let me tell you London has zero referees in the league. <laughs> Manchester account for fifty percent of oh, top oh, level oh, referees. Oh, Mate, it's a conspiracy. Wow, it's a conspiracy, dude. It's it's not it's not spoken about enough. <laughs> but they've been getting away with it for years, bro. <laughs> for years, all right. Lee Mason, Mike Riley, a lot of them, dude. All up there, all Manx, just bro. deciding outcomes of title races. You know, these are some crazy statistics. The fact that Lee Lee Mason's been pulled and actually suspended goes to show, like, they've acknowledged that level of incompetence. I mean, there's been so many comparisons. It's like me being a postman and then, like, forgetting to deliver your letters. You know, like, you're a VAR official, dude. You're literally there to do the checks for a goal. Mm -hmm. You can't say, I forgot. Like, but I don't want to hide behind the VAR. As, as as grinding as it is and I stand by what I said about you Lee Mason get out of this league I just I don't want to hide I, I, I do think Brentford deserves something from the game and we as a team if we want to be title winners can't be hiding on these VAR results but 
you can understand mm. why people are angry, right? You can just understand why people are angry. Anyone but Lee Mason. Fine, I, may, I might be able to get over it, but look, maybe I've opened a can of worms. I think it should be looked into. Why are there so many referees from Manchester and Premier League? You tell me. You tell me. I, I feel like there's just, there's just no referees. I think they probably like to have diversity. But it's, it's a ten... boys' club. It's a fucking boys' club, right? Do you know what it is? Mancunian boys' club. It's like a business that wants to hire more, like, mixed people. They want to hire some black people. They want to hire some women. The only people that apply, just bald white men from Manchester. What are you going to do? you got you got to hire them, I guess. I've I heard know. there is a lot of um, favouritism within the, the referee association in England, though. I remember reading an in-depth article um, mm. and there were like splinter groups and whoever was you know the leader of that association at the time would have his favourites and you know mate, referees around for a long time mate a long time you think Mike Riley's been there since we were kids mate it's a very elite circle isn't it so you can imagine mm-hmm. you can just imagine it's a bit of a boys club and yeah I mean look we're going to come on to the Bryant decision because I actually think that was more egregious than our decision because that one's even crazier what they've done with that one mate and we'll come on to it in the Brighton game but two in what we're calling the best league in the world it's embarrassing man and the fact that they've had to call an emergency meeting and suspend VAR officials I think that just shows the level of competence so there you go rant done I've got nothing left to add on this game and for, no, for the record um, Wednesday I think we're going to get twatted I really do think we're going to get twatted and yeah I think that the idea of City winning that game and just psych- psychologically going above us on Wednesday that is a real worry it's a real worry so yeah I don't know are you going to interject Jack or are you just going to let me carry on ranting yeah apologies I just really enjoyed your rant so I kind of just thought I'd just give you space I'm conscious of uh, not talking over you when you build up steam you know it's like getting in the way of Granite Xhaka yeah. when he's on one of those runs I was just enjoyed it mate just... and I think I think you've been a bit defeatist if I'm honest I think it's very likely that Pep will overthink it and Arteta will sort it out bit of rotation wouldn't go amiss I feel like bringing in Trossard mm-hmm. made a good impact Martinelli looks a little off the pace recently seems like an easy change mm-hmm. Trossard with his first goal Ben White Ben White bring him into the middle maybe yeah. get Tomiyasu on there's a few options in mm. there to just like change things there's up there's a few I'm not saying it's all done but I almost kind of want to get this burden off our back in a way would you rather be chasing because, like, setting the pace I'm just a bit sick of the narrative that if we don't win the title it's a disappointment we were nowhere near this right I still think what's the worst I, which, I feel like top four is still nailed on for Arsenal oh 100% they could have they could have patchy form between now and the end of the season you know they could they, they don't need to have that, that first half season form to achieve top four and I think that's a big dub big win right do well in the Europa League there's no shame in losing to City really there is no shame everyone knows that I just think people will look for a stick to beat us with if we don't do it mm-hmm. but I almost feel like that is the reason why we're kind of on edge at the moment I don't know it's probably like living in our heads a little bit too rent free but anyway look it's all about Lee Mason he needs to get out of the league <laughs> he's going to ruin the league okay you know you're, we're talking about the wrong things okay so just stick that in your mind listeners we're going to take a break and then when we're back we're going to talk about how Lee Mason has ruined football no we're not we're going to go to the next game alright see you in a bit
welcome back from the Backseat Football Podcast. I have calmed out. I've chilled out. We're going to continue. Normal service is resumed. And with that in mind, we have the Merseyside derby. Spicy as always. Liverpool 2, Everton 0. Jack, you must be conflicted. Take it away. I am conflicted. As Sean Dyche's agent, we have lost a win bonus there. And that's annoying because I really wanted a new pair of shoes. But we move. <laughs> Liverpool win. Everton didn't score a goal. It's just a very nice little present. First win of 2023. Couldn't have happened against a better opponent. It's very rare that we get a clean sheet. Don't forget the last three league games have been 3-0 losses. So to score two goals and to get a clean sheet feels like Christmas. It's very nice. And I felt like... Mm. A lot of things went right for Liverpool in this game. I feel like the energy was up a bit more. I feel like the fluidity was there. We were actually like creating chances that you know are actually good chances, not just crossing aimlessly and just shooting from any angle. And Gakpo got his first goal, which is always nice. I think that's been a sort of... The pressure's been building, I think. I haven't been that worried about it because there's a lot more issues to worry about than just him not scoring goals. But I think it was a real like weightlifting moment for him and I think that's a real positive. Like the front the front three looks a little more fluid than they have. Maybe they're getting used to each other. I thought Nunes had a really good game. He's just a wild, wild man. Great, mm. great assist, great counter attack. I'm a big fan as always. Maybe he is just a provider. Maybe he's not a goal scorer. Maybe that's fine. I don't Who know. Who Yeah. Yeah. Cracking performance to be fair from him. I don't think he's a natural goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know why you would say that. He's just so <laughs> lethal. <laughs> He's lethal. He's lethal for the fucking crowd. Um, <laughs> but the assist was great. Like, the break the was, was brilliant. And it was a throwback, man. Do you remember those like great counter-attacking goals we used to do, where it's just like the three arrows just tearing away? Oh like, yeah. No, I had no doubt that. that he would he would square the ball with ease, and he's just got that electric pace. I just like go. Yeah. And he's pretty good at dribbling I'll give him that and it was funny up until that point it was pretty 50-50 Tarkovsky hits the post and you're like ooh mm. here we go Dyche that's ball. what I thought I was like on another and then, day boom. another day that goes in it's 1-0 Sean Dyche locks it down that's no, the end of it Game suddenly over. we're looking at a, an electric quick 3v2 it's like Liverpool of old and I felt like Darwin did that all game where he would you know, make a run on the left and then ping it square the ball you know sometimes it come off sometimes very close sometimes obviously didn't hit the target but I would take him at Arsenal I would take him I think he's a good option he has the intangible quality of just like no one knows what he's going to do Lord of Chaos yeah, he doesn't know Lord of Chaos it has I'd rather have him on the team than not I'd love to have him as an option I don't 100%. think he should be a starter right now but I just think if you're chasing the game and you need a bit of inspo he's your man he's a wild the guy's player. crazy He's a wild he card. He's a wild card. I like it. I thought Mo had a much better game. You could see mm. that Mo was playing a lot more centrally and what a difference it makes when he's closer to goal. His goal do was you still think he's off it? Easy. He's off it. He's definitely off it. His decision making isn't like... great and his finishing isn't either. But he got his goal and he needs that. He did get the goal. He, he needs, needs the goal. That. Jordan he was Pickford, desperate for more goals. Jordan Pickford had a, a real stinker. I love when Jordan Pickford plays Liverpool because he always does some stupid things. Loses shit, doesn't he? The positioning on both goals was incredible. I mean, he made it so difficult for Salah to miss and so difficult for him to save it. He just he just moves to the side of his goal. I don't really know what he was up to. I guess he didn't think Salah mm. was going to get it and he was going to catch it. But yeah, 
I love it when Pickford does this. His head just goes, mate, sometimes. In the Merseyside Proper head gone. Proper head gone performance from from Pickford. And Robertson had him rattled. Robertson had him rattled from early. When Darwin was initially rattling him. That left-hand side, mate, got in his head. Yeah, just got in his head. And it all, all kind of... Um, built up to that moment in the 86th minute where they had a little scrap and I loved it VVD I loved getting it too, I feel like VVD was getting unnecessarily angry on the touchline but there you go yeah I think VVD just wanted to feel involved mate I feel like everyone just needed yeah. something to focus on yeah, I mean I, I, I was still I still wouldn't mess with him because he's a big lad um, but yeah I have to I thought Everton were really bad like, really bad this game I and mean, it worried me because I was like is this the same Everton it is the same Everton though it's the same Everton that done us last week it is the same Everton it is the it's the same Everton it's the same yeah. style of football they just done us last week and then I thought it's so into a spiral because I was like how bad are we then because it was it was easy this was the easiest um, easiest oh, game I've ever not this, ever seen for Liverpool but this season like, this, was easy comfy. Them, right? this was comfy this was comfy this was actually nice I don't remember the last time we had a comfy game like this without conceding the first yeah game. It was yeah lovely. so I um I was really disappointed but you know there you go I'm happy that Liverpool got the win and I'm not going to sit here and do the classic maybe this will kick start their season because I've fallen for that too many times let's see yeah, a couple more I, wins on the bounce <laughs> I'm not carried away, getting carried away either mate we've been absolute dog shit all season <laughs> one win against say, Everton it's a handy three points isn't it it's a handy three points in the context yeah. of things I would like to point out and I'm sure you've got some players on the Liverpool side you'd like to point out but I'd like to point out Gakpo I thought he was after he scored that goal he was very good and it's like he needed that confidence he definitely needed it mm-hmm. I think the confidence was I like saw, he was trying more things yeah I saw the things I saw the things that people would be like oh look at this guy he's really good you know that was a, it was a moment where he collected the ball back to goal I think he did a quick turn and like burst through two players and suddenly it's like a 2v2 of Salah on his right and I thought ooh ooh didn't know he yeah, could mate. do that it just hasn't shown enough of that until now there were some promising signs for sure I think Trent had a much better game um, well creatively at least like he got an assist yeah. he hasn't got many assists this season surprisingly so I think it was a good game for him I think it was just a nice game a lot of people got a bit more confidence we didn't concede a goal Joel Massip was a lot better after being like a 1 out of 10 against Wolves last time out I was very concerned about Joel Massip I have to say I'm not sure about him anymore but I'll miss him, those Ooh. rangy runs mate with those long legs into midfield it's iconic iconic Barclays football However, it's a big summer big summer for Liverpool the summer just got a little smaller because Bacetic he was really good and he's he 18 really years old and he is this season's breakout player and I'm so glad that he's a midfielder because I feel like he made a really big difference in this game. I feel like he grew into it, he played well, and when all the other midfielders are playing pretty badly, there's a genuine opportunity for him to nail down a starting spot for the second half of the season, and that would really ease the needs by so many midfielders in the summer. If we could just nail that slot down, that's the Oxlade chamberlain that's the Nebuchadnezzar role, Bacetic. Just move him in, got Harvey Elliott, just get like one yeah, or two more. He's a handy, handy, handy little player so slight but so effective yeah. and he was very good this game it he was. was very good up against you know not a, well, quite an ordinary Everton midfield but a competitive Everton midfield in a derby you you know you it was a big game for him he stood um, out he, he, passed, he stood out yeah he you stood know, out he stood out and because he wears tiny socks he's obviously a magical player he just looks like yeah. Thiago because he's got tiny socks and he's playing for Liverpool so the signs yeah. are good 
I mean, it's almost a blessing that Thiago got injured because then it's it's an easy choice and he looked really at home in that Liverpool midfield. So yeah, yeah. so basically, nice afternoon um, and Just a major three points for Liverpool because Chelsea. Drew first time. <laughs> one one. Sorry, mate. I'm just cutting you off because we've got to get through this schedule. Yeah, we got to get through this. We got to get through um, this. West Ham United this is a, one. Chelsea yeah, one. This poo, is poo, a, poo. So predictable. Controversial though, and I do love a bit of controversy. Um, but we're not going to start there. So let's talk half Felix. Good goal. Look good. Are they going to pay 150 mil for him in the summer? Oh, I can't wait to find out. You know what I mean? Me neither. I feel like. Yeah, he was really, 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 really good. Um, I was laughing at his his loan signing because I thought it was way too expensive. But actually, I've had some time to reflect. And Chelsea fans, this is what I think now. He was the Jude Bellingham of two years ago or three years ago. He was the best youngster, not playing for a top club. Everyone wanted him. He moved for 100 mil. Didn't work out because he moved to the wrong club. So what I'm now thinking is they've actually signed Jude Bellingham on loan and now I feel very jealous. That's how I'm now trying to think about it, you know. He's obviously really good and he is a little bit just like a better version of Havertz that I understand more. They seem to just be obsessed mm. with buying the same player constantly but he's a better version of Havertz so he is an upgrade and he was really, really good in this game. Looks like he's got some good chemistry with Enzo Fernandez, wouldn't you say? Yes, all right. Enzo Fernandez is a good player. All right. <laughs> Maybe getting him on 120 mil for a nine-year contract was a good idea. Pains me to say it, but on this, on considering it's his second second performance or second appearance in the Premier League, looked good. He looks at home, looked didn't he? Massive upgrade on Jorginho. Yeah. In that Chelsea midfield. Chelsea have done it's it annoying. again. They've offloaded They've another dead again. player to Arsenal. <laughs> it's quite ominous, man. It's ominous what Chelsea have built here. Because obviously, it's never been done. It has been done, but this almost feels unprecedented because it's like this, it's like Galactico standards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like the best highly rated young prospects, which is kind of what Real Madrid do anyway now, right? They buy like two or many. It's, it's like they're doing a Real Madrid, right? They're buying the best prospects and they just can. Yeah, good point. But where... Real Madrid have the prestige Chelsea just got cold hard cash and nine year contracts so it's just this is the new world it's effective it's very effective it's really effective and I honestly I'm worried about this team next year if there's every chance they'll get Felix on a permanent contract for 100 mil and then what like where does it stop when does it stop who knows they're going to get better as well I feel like I already know what their next transfer is going to be Oshiben. It's going to be Oshiben. They need a striker. Oh, They're going to buy him for 140 mil. That would be you now. stupid. But like, honestly, like, even Abramovich wouldn't dare be like this kind of person. And it's just crazy. crazy. They, don't, they don't give a fuck about financial fair play, mate. They don't give a fuck. They're watching what happens with City and they'll be like, oh, we'll take the five-year point span in 10 years. Yeah, we'll take that. No worries. When they've won everything. It's a very good strat. Enzo Fernandez looks very, very, very good at football. Three berries. Mm. I am impressed. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. what do you think about Mudrick? I feel like he had a bad game again. But I also think he's only partly to blame this time. As it seems yeah, like Kukurea uh... is not a fan <laughs> of passing to Mudrick. He sees yeah, his I run mean, and he goes, nah, not for me, not thanks. Today. Not today. It does seem like Kukurea doesn't want to pass to him. Now, you may have seen this as well, do the rounds on Twitter where um, there was like a meme made where you know the Drake oh, yeah. he's like he's like yeah. shying away from it and it was like Madrid 
and then the other one was Kukurea like pointing at the rest of the Chelsea team and guess who liked it fucking our boy Mudrik you know I saw I mean? that like, the Major guy has no PR training you know Ukraine obviously Ukraine's tied up in something way bigger at the moment but clearly no PR training was given to this young boy because he is he is a savage on social media for f- professional football standards well yeah like, he's he definitely he's managing his own account unlike most professional football <laughs> he he's very much just sitting at home just scrolling and he sees uh, himself and he's like ha yeah I like that doesn't think about the consequences yeah, just like us mate sometimes no. he just likes stuff well, maybe it's I feel like well, look, Budrick's going to be a good player he's got nine years to get it right so what could go wrong I do want to give West Ham their flowers and say that for for, for everything that we're saying about Chelsea they were in this game they got the equaliser and it's a big result you know they held strong I mean Chelsea had a couple of chances but it was pretty comfortable and yeah 100% not mate. a lot to say about it but you know credit no, to West, West Ham Let's give West it, Ham were good value it. West Ham might even feel like it was two points dropped realistically because mm. yeah, Chelsea are weird they're just a weird side right now they look good but then they look scary on paper but then they're not that good and they don't create that much they're just they're, they're a weird team you can tell that they're in transition and the transition it's, sounds yeah, scary yeah. but it's the, not the worst the thing time is before we move on to the most outrageous part of the game Potter's first season at Swansea and even at Brian to be honest were pretty naff Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it takes a bit of time to learn a system but we've seen it with Brighton when it goes right now you imagine like if that system flourishes with the group of players he's got oh bro we might see the first like Champions League level English manager you know scary thought maybe scary thought. only because he's he's been given like 600 mil worth of amazing players you know it's, it's so many caveats to it so anyway let's move on to the Suchek handball because that's what everyone wants to listen to I am sure it's just crazy that it's crazy but you know Jack's been saying it since almost the start of the season West Ham got robbed at the bridge so it's only right it's only right oh my that god that karma swings back and hits him in the face man this is on so, you Edward Mendy vengeance on Mendy, is sweet bro. it's on Mendy bro so you know what goes around comes around basically and if you don't know what we're talking about go listen to our podcast hey. yeah or literally any within that month I was livid. Yeah. I don't even know <laughs> why I was so annoyed. I was just livid, mate. It really annoyed me. <laughs> really, Jack couldn't sleep while I was telling me. It's just so angry. He's just a cheat. He's just a cheat. It was definitely a penalty. I don't really oh, understand 100%. how that wasn't given. I'd love to see. I love to. I love how that wasn't really highlighted as an error made by VAR this weekend either. Because three massive errors this weekend from VAR, and you know what? Pre-Christmas, this would have been a pen all day long because everything was a pen. But since Christmas, nothing's a pen anymore. I'm on board no, with it. No, no, no. I love the consistent inconsistencies. I'm trying to think. I don't know if Liverpool have had a pen this season. I can't think of one. They absolutely have. I'm sure they have. Don't try and give us this... Listen up. You know, I feel like there might be more nonsense. to this rabbit hole than just Lee Mason. I feel like he's got it in for a few clubs. Liverpool fans always making it about themselves, mate. Anyway, Southampton 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. You take over, Sorry. I'm going to do some research. Uh, <laughs> Jack's still there. Right, Nathan Jones' last game. Um, oh, it's just embarrassing, isn't it? It's just embarrassing. They literally, a man down, you get... Sorry, they scored the goal, then they went a man down for what was one of the most outrageous red cards ever, which we'll come on to, lol. And they proceeded to throw it away anyway. <laughs> it's just, Nathan oh, Jones I know. didn't have a clue, did he? But I feel like we all knew that from the start. It was a lot of like... 
scratching of chins when he got appointed. Like, really? You think right. he's Listen, got the minerals? Right here, there was no on. way. There's no way that Nathan Jones could survive this. It's so rubbish. First of all, it's Wolves. I know we got smashed by Wolves, but you know we're over that. That was last week. Sharp. Wolves scored two goals with ten men against you at home. Even two goals away from home. That's rubbish. And you're one nil up and you're one man up and you lose 2-1. Even if it was no. his first game, he should be fired. That's unbelievably rubbish. Against like, the contender at the bottom as well. Massive literally. You literally have the biggest chance to get three points as well. Like 1-0. And the red card. The men. red card itself was for no reason. It was absolutely no reason. Pure he just looked at Lamina and he goes, I don't like you, bro. Get out of it. <laughs> Nothing like, I think... You're the yellow, aren't you? Nothing yeah. yellow. You know what I mean? Like, like, what the hell, man? Like, that referee, I've, I'm saying it now, he had a bet on. He bet that Lamina was getting sent off in the 27th minute. As we run through these fixtures, every... Like, every re- every referee is terrible. Oh, I can't get words up. 50%. 50%. 50% of games have just been marred by just terrible, terrible decisions. It's we're, we're at a low. We're at a low. Okay, we should all watch Bundesliga from now on because this is it's a disgrace. That referee um, reminded me of those, like a hall monitor, you know, where he's got a little mm, bit of power. Mm, he just he's just decided to yeah, deflex man. it. Proper just flexing it. Up, you know. He got bullied as a kid. Fair small enough. small dick energy man. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste too much time on Nathan Jones because not a lot of time was given to Nathan Jones no one will even know it happened no No. one will even know it happened he said some weird stuff he was out of his depth and now he's gone and they're 100% going to get Jesse Marsh I'm convinced yeah I was about to say have you seen you've seen the rumours today then Jesse Marsh a week less than a week after leaving Leeds is now I just don't get this is now being linked to Southampton Jesse Marsh we'll get on to him when we talk about Leeds because I've got a very enjoyable quote from him that I read after he got sacked and I thought just sums it up really doesn't get it doesn't get it but a big win for Wolves and yeah you know they're, they're, they're really doing something under the pedigree they've had some investment in January they've had backing but they're backing it up as well so kudos yeah mate they're building some nice momentum I think I think they're, they're just they're back they're back to where they should be like solidly mid-table no issue and like mm. new signing Yael Gomez 22 scored a goal Maybe he's going to solve that like striker issue finally. You never know. Only takes one. Very, very, very good. Now speaking. Now very, very good. Before we move on, we I have about? something. I have something to tell oh, you. I've done some research. How many penalties have Liverpool had this season, Hugh? Two. Zero. Where are you getting these stats from? I just don't believe this. Transfermarket.co.uk we have had zero do you know who's had the most penalties this season it's Arsenal it's Fulham they've had seven fuck you know why Liverpool have had any penalties because they haven't been a shooting they haven't even been in the box I mean that is that is scandalously accurate (laughs) however we should have had one at the Emirates so fuck you Mate, this is unbelievable. You're taken away from William Shine. So anyway, Fulham 2, Nottingham Forest 0. This game is all about one goal from one man. 2016 prime team of the season, William is back. 2016 title winning Chelsea William is back. But he plays on the other side of West London now. Craven <sighs> Cottage were in for a treat. That goal was just... I'm reliving it in my head, guys. And that goal was just... <sighs> it was special. 
Like oh, the, the cutback sold him. The sold him for a hot dog. Sold him. There was no. There, it was like. It was like you were doing one of those training drills on FIFA where there's like everything's blocked out and there's one tiny little spot in the goal. He's just yes. he's just slotted it in. And he's just training grounded that. It's just he was actually to he was on one. I don't know I don't know what he had for breakfast, but he was on Bro, one. Like he hit the he, post with another like twenty five yarder. He was insanely good. Yeah, but he was this good against Chelsea as well. Do you remember I was going off last? Yeah, week? yeah, yeah. yeah. He, now, Bro, like, now this is I how see good. This is how good he was playing, and he's done it again. Like this is no joke anymore. Marcus Silva just knows what to do. So, look, William lost West London. All right, he lesson learned. You know, home what is the I wonder what it is. Maybe it's West London, bro. Maybe it's happy wife, happy life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's just got a really good brunch spot. Just puts him in the right mood, you know, pre-game. He just takes a walk by the Thames, you know, goes to Barnes, has a pint. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, this game's all about (laughs) William, okay? Um, And I really like Fulham. I really like this Fulham team. They play good football. They play exciting football they play brave football they play swashbuckling football how many times can I say the same thing with different words they play good football and I'm here for it my guy I'm here for it and I think there's no shame you know Forrest 2-0 is a very fair result on the face of things don't you think full ham mate they are the fullest ham they are the real deal and I feel like this was a really good barometer of where these two teams are because Nottingham Forest have earned the most points in 2023 in the Premier League Madness. So you have the most informed team against the biggest surprise performer in Fulham. And it kind of gives you an indication of where they're both at. So the fact that Fulham absolutely battered them from start to finish, and it I'll, I'll be honest, this could have been like 4-0, 5-0. It wouldn't have been outrageous. Fulham hit the bar three times in this game. I think it shows how ahead of everyone else Fulham actually are. Fulham are probably going to qualify for the Europa League at this point and that is crazy they're oh they're probably, right up there they're probably going to finish ahead of Brighton and Brentford and we're not going to talk about them as much as we should but we are we are doing our best on this podcast because they are actually so good and like, I don't they are my, I don't even understand my second favourite team they're my second favourite team I always thought Marco Silva was given a rough ride for his Everton stint and clearly Everton was being mismanaged from top to bottom so it's nice to see him back and vindicated and manager of the season squad. manager of the season could right there. be up there now obviously Manu Solomon got the goal as well right at the end um, and yeah that's really nice a really good win so I'm yeah. going to move on because I'm trying to keep this under an hour guys you know what I mean let's go I'm doing, I'm doing it for you listeners and we've still got Man United I'm sure you want us to spend a bit of time on that so AFC oh, I can't talk AFC Bournemouth won Newcastle United won I'm happy. The drop-off is real for Newcastle. I told you, told you, they don't score enough goals. That, yeah. that could be rectified in the summer, and I'm sure it will be. But let's just enjoy it for now, because they're still well ahead of the curve. And they're up there. Mm-hmm. Their binary, binary business model is over. They now concede mm. one goal every game, and they only can score one goal. So instead of one nils, like it's one ones. It's over. That one zero zero one one zero is over. And... You know what? Bournemouth were good value for it, I thought. I thought they were just they as were. good as Newcastle. They matched them. They played pretty well. Probably could have got the win on another day, but Newcastle scored with their only shot of the first half, and Miguel Ron still got some magic in his boots. And that's 
That's nice because yeah. I feel like it would have been sad if he just went back to not scoring ever again, which it, it kind of felt like he might at one point because it was so ridiculous his rise that it felt mm. inevitable. But it's hard to believe with Miggy that he was actually a, a Mike Ashley era purchase, isn't it? Madness. That is really weird. That doesn't sit it's well with really, me. No, it doesn't because he's up there, isn't he? As one of the better players in that league, Castle too. Only because obviously this season, but he's definitely you have to consider him as top player worthy of being in the Newcastle squad I wouldn't even look at replacing him at this current time so nah you'd want to add more competition around him but they go for Madison see you later Miggy sorry mm-hmm. but you do feel like Newcastle's drop off is a bit similar to Arsenal's where it's more of a slump it's not a one off I feel like they are slumping a little bit and you know I'd say I would almost argue that Arsenal and Newcastle maybe played the hardest for that first half of the season and maybe you know the lack of rotation because the squads are quite similar in terms of depth and rotation mm-hmm. I wonder if it's catching up on both of them now we always thought it would happen can't just keep playing the same starting 11 there's a reason that it's a squad game these days did think it was a little naive but it's, I guess it's what you got to do just get as many points as possible and then just work it out when you get to February just see where do you're you think at Bournemouth, do you think Bournemouth got enough minerals to stay up I don't think they will but I think they would have done in other seasons I think it's just too tough right now because we don't know who Southampton's going to get they might get something really good like Wolves got Lopetegui out of nowhere call it. you just the never leads, know Leeds are down there you know Leeds are down there Southampton are down there Bournemouth are yeah. down there Wolves are down there Everton are down there and each each week it's it's the crazy league that we love boys and the jeopardy is real for four or five teams like it's real this season so yeah good luck I to think a, uh, Bournemouth probably going down but a last a last word if I may on Eddie Howe first time back at Bournemouth did you know since he left he didn't get a proper send off because wow. I think his last game was away and I, I didn't realise what a Bournemouth legend he actually is you know a football manager we have like the icon it's like Man United's icon yeah, is like yeah, yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson it's just one person he is that oh, to Bournemouth because no. he did he did a playing career there and he was a manager for yeah. like 10 years got him from League 1 or League 2 yeah. all the way up stayed there for a while and he's just a great guy and being a great guy he didn't want them to go home empty handed shared the points great lad <laughs> if only, <laughs> if only. Um, yeah that is nice I didn't realise it was his first time back but it makes yeah, sense he's a bit emotional in the post-match and I'm here for oh, it bless him bless him imagine if they lost Anyway, <laughs> Leeds United nil, Manchester United two. This one was really disappointing from my perspective. I really wanted Leeds to do it. This is annoying, right? Leeds are still Leeds in the sense that they played amazing for eight minutes and then Rashford scored. Yeah. Like, they played really good value. Like, Weston McKenning looked great. I'll say it. He looked great. Snapping into tackles. Literally, they were, the, the atmosphere was electric, to be fair. And I, I thought Leeds really played well. Like, they were... They were really giving everything. Luke Hayden mm. had a good game and really kept them quiet for 80 minutes, guys. 80 minutes, come on. Like, come and on. then, inevitably... You know what the worst thing is, right? If Rashford played for Leeds in this game and every everyone else was exactly the same, Leeds would have won the game 2-0. Oh, That's how annoying it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rashford's a difference, isn't he? Yeah. He That's scores a goal every game. I don't, I've lost track of how many games in a row he's scored now and I didn't look it up, yes. listener, because I leave it to the imagination... And my imagination says he's scored every single game since the World Cup. That's how I feel. It feels like that. It feels like this is Rashford's time right now. And 
They are Manchester United are alarmingly getting close to the top of the Premier League. Oh, definitely. Do you know how many goals he's got this season now in all comps? God, how many? Like fifteen. Twenty-one. Four. What? Damn, bro. Yeah. Rashi not messing about and damn, man. He's on oh, one. Man. He he. Man. I don't know what happened, but he's taking it. He's taking it personally. He is that Michael Jordan meme where he's just like. And I took that personally. I don't know what someone said to him, but he's not messing just around the thing, anymore. Like over a year ago, we had that low moment where I remember there was like footage of him getting riled up by by Manchester United fans and confronting them, which was so against the PR Rashi that we know, the nice mm. boy. And I just, yeah, he's turned it around so quickly. I honestly didn't think he was capable of it. I thought he's just going to get neither. Jesse Lingard. Maybe not like quite Jesse Lingard, but do you know what I mean? Like he just would never. Yeah. It would be an idea more than well, the player, Theo Walcott. Sure. He'd be exactly like Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott. Not bad. Walcott. Pretty good, actually, but just a little underwhelming of weight because he kind of just went up like that and then never kicked yeah, on. But even Walcott never hit the heights that Rashford did. You know? Like, you can see the limitations of Walcott. I don't really know what the comparisons of Rashford at this time. But listeners, you let us know who you think Rashford's story art compares to. Could it be good to, it'd be good to know. But yeah. I'm yeah. happy for him but I'm a bit concerned because they just don't look like they're going to drop points very often Manchester United right look good they look real good not all of them mm. though admittedly Harry Maguire was back mm. in the team and he is an absolute oil tanker that one moment where oh, yeah what he yeah. oh, I can't remember what was he doing I think he was just trying he to turn he tried to pass it back yeah he yeah. tried to turn and pass it back but he like so slow dude he like signalled it about five seconds in advance what he was going to do and by the time he'd managed to pull his leg back and then bring it yeah, back no, forward no. to make the pass, like, he'd lost the ball. And then he's just, like, running. He's running. Like, he's fucking, like, dragging the whole stadium behind him. He's no, so rubbish. I know. I know he's harsh. And I know I shouldn't say it because like, I think and he's the thing probably is he good recovered, lad. But by doing that, the crowd get up. You know, I think yeah. it's a win for the crowd and something you're under pressure. He just, you he just put your team... Pressure. Yeah, you just... Yeah, and you you do feel after watching what Ten Hag wants from his centre backs with Mr. Martinez and Varane, that's not that's not Maguire. Maguire can't do that. He's not. No. He's never going to do that. He's not. Like so guy. he just. I think he's got to go at the end of the season. This is his fifth Premier League start this season, which is nuts. Like he's played basically every game for Manchester United for the last three years, and suddenly they're doing really well. And he's played five. Yeah. So no coincidence. The writing's on the wall. I just think he'll dig his heels in. I think he's too arrogant and too stubborn to leave Manchester United. What you think? Just sit on the bench, get his two hundred k or whatever it is, and just ride oh, just out. Phil Jones, it. Phil Jones is still there. Phil Jones is still there. Phil Jones still collecting a paycheck, dude. Fair play, Phil Jones. Yeah, fair play, Phil Jones. Fair play, but you know he is actually out of contract in the season, so it's only right that we continue the tradition of Man United. <laughs> Chris Draining Moore, resources. Phil Jones, Johnny Evans. I mean, Johnny Evans was decent, but you know what I mean. Like, there's always been an average English centre back who just never plays at United. So forever. true, so true. And then is uh, Axel Twanzebe still there? Because he can pick up the mantle in a couple of years. That's a, he that's might gone, actually. That is a, I think he could be gone, but I also think he could be one of those people that's just been out for like six months. And he's just mm. he's, he's another Phil Jones. You're right. He's another Phil Jones in the making, and he'll I keep that it. homegrown quieter going. So there's this benefit that. of, of it's the culture. Um, yeah. Right. A quick, quick word on Jesse Marsh and his quote because I read it and it made me laugh. I'm paraphrasing. This is not a direct quote. I read it. I, I just wrote it back together. 
CB. Um, Jesse Marsh asked why his wingers play so narrow, and he said, I asked my wingers to play narrow as the goal is in the middle of the pitch, not the sides. And I thought, that sounds about right, Jesse. That sums you up very, very well. He's not looking at the big picture. He's just looking at where the goal is. He's not thinking, if I play wide, I can create space. And look what happened in this game. They stretched Man United with Somerville and Nonto, and they created loads of opportunities in the middle by playing wide. Mm. Is it like he's not? He's not a serious guy. He's not a serious football guy, is he? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I've, I've saw those quotes, but it's funny because my reaction was like yours. But I've seen a lot of people be like, "I love it." Like he just says it straight. Like, did he say it straight, or did he just kind of just say that he just likes to play narrow? Is that saying it straight? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Yorkshire people don't like bullshit, you know, so maybe they just like that. But you, like you say, it just smacks of, huh? What? Yeah. Just like <laughs> naivety. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. He's just not, he's obviously not totally on top of tactics. He obviously has coaches who do a lot of that, the kind of analysis. But Leeds yeah. look miles better by playing to their strengths they have great wingers Somerville had a weird game really good and then just terrible terrible finishing and decision making really good he's 50% yeah. an excellent player so there's definitely yeah. a lot to work with he needs time you do feel though if Leeds go down they're in trouble like they're in trouble trouble yeah they've got good assets though they'll be absolutely fine they'll bounce back I reckon get Bielsa back mm. in he loves it down there true true right we need to move on because we're getting close we're getting let's close let's go Crystal Palace one, Brighton one. Now, I don't have a lot to add to this one, but I did mention earlier, and I've realised I've made a habit of saying we're going to come back to that, and then never come back to it. So I'm actually going to come back to that right now. Oh. And I said that the VAR decision in this was more egregious than the one against Arsenal. And let me tell you why. Arsenal, right? The goal was allowed, the linesman allowed it, and it wasn't correctly ruled out. Okay, so that's pretty bad. Brighton, <laughs> right? The goalie ruled it correctly, pulled it to VAR, for then VAR to rule it out incorrectly. So you, not only have you fucked it with VAR, you've actually undermined a perfectly good call from your linesman. Mental. The levels to this incompetence is just mind-boggling. Oh, this, this was spectacular because they put the line on the wrong defender. Brother, it's just so they didn't put it on the last defender they just put it on one of the defenders and then they were like so, offside sorry <laughs> it's just like what <laughs> oh bro I mean maybe it's hard with the lines you know is it maybe though it's hard I don't know I, but it's a lot of errors let me ask you a question if your job was to click on an image let's say for example that image is where are the traffic lights out of these nine images which three have traffic lights in how many times have you fucked that up but I'm know? not going to brag but I get that right quite a lot of the time <laughs> there you go so if you were to have to put the line on the last defender do you reckon you could do it like every time oh, I think I could and I feel like if I wasn't certain I'd take my time and make you, sure you can I have as many goes as you want You can. that's what I mean it's not like <laughs> You know, we've seen the VAR delays, you know? Like, it's not an excuse of like, oh, well, you know, like the moment of pass or whatever. But it's just like, what the fuck is going on? But this one's just so bad because the Lions made a great call and you've literally just ruled it out. Yeah. It's, oh, just give up. Yeah. VAR oh, has single-handedly made this infinitely worse. And like, it so was you know a, what? 
It was just bad for Brighton. This was a comfort. This was a three 0 I'm going to end it on an impassioned speech about VAR because I do feel there's an element of we've got what we wish for. Because I remember the days, and I miss these days now, but I remember, God damn, used to infuriate me. Incorrect calls would go your way sometimes, and they wouldn't go your way sometimes. There was no VAR. The lino did it by eye. You know what? Sometimes he was a smidgen offside. He was. But who cares? You know, because it sometimes goes you, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. This feels worse when it when we have these things in place and we still get robbed or things are still incorrect because we meant to reduce that human error but I actually missed that human error because it was part and parcel of the game now like the incompetency just is ridiculous because they've got all these things in place and they're still getting it wrong let me ask you a question what if the Premier League is just an entertainment business and they're employed to give us things to moan about and talk about on purpose oh I mean that wouldn't surprise me because first and foremost it is entertainment so and are we not talking about it right now in what was otherwise a bit boring of a game but I think I think the Premier League is too up its own arse to damage its products just to give us talking points like this they'd rather give us the best league in the world the most competitive (laughs) league in the world they certainly don't want the, the shitest refereeing in the world. I don't know, mate. They could be like, you'll <laughs> never guess what happened next weekend on True. Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Maybe there is an element of gamesmanship there, but that would just be bullshit, wouldn't it? So I feel like Brighton got robbed because yeah. perfect good goal ruled out. However, maybe. Robert Sanchez did also then give away a goal. Oh, so it was a double whammy, like... <laughs> I wouldn't say they were totally blameless in this one. No, I forgot about Robert Sanchez's little fumble. Big. I feel like he's fumble. made quite a few fuck ups recently. Where before he's been pretty it's gone to his consistent. Head. That call up, mate. That call up to the World Cup has mm, gone to his head. Post World Cup, he's had some howlers and yes. Mm. But Not yeah, good. harsh result. Feisty game between the two sides, and I don't think either side happy or one one. But there you go. That's how it happens. Is what it is. Um, yeah, I think we are, we have definitely run out of time. So I'm going to summarise the only other bit of news. Jakob Yankto has just come out as another openly gay footballer who plays in... I think he plays maybe for Sevilla or... I don't know, he plays in the Spanish top flight. I'm just going to say... He's quite a big player. I think it should just not be a big deal, so I think let's just not make a big deal about it. How about that? You know what? The reaction's been muted. I'm in a way, I'm glad it hasn't been, you know, this massive celebration... Yeah, more and more players should feel comfortable enough to go out without people like us just commenting on it like it's this fucking, you know, like like unicorn. Do you know what I mean? Like spot exactly. unicorn. You, you do, know, you bro. footballers exist, exactly. And Live if and you score live. an own goal next week, you're going to get grills. But if you score the winning goal, you're going to get praised. Nothing's changed. Yeah. I'm just glad that but you res- can be We respect you. it. Exactly. 100%. You know what I mean? Unashamedly you, bro, despite all the hatred. Don't let it get you yeah. down. Big up, Jacob. Big up, That was a good good way to end, bro. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, yeah, we went over again. We're working on it. Sorry. It gets ranty sometimes. Well, you know what? If you hadn't fucking spoken about Liverpool and their penalties, mate, we'd be under an hour. There was another team on that list who had no penalties, and I'll tell you offline who it was. 
Um, listen, I'll tune in next time and I'll tell you who it was, if you're lucky. But we'll be back for Midweek Madness, where for some reason we've got the title deciding match and the Champions League. <laughs> who scheduled this? What absolute nah. donkey has scheduled this? But yeah, anyway, we move. So we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks very much, guys. <laughs>